The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. This podcast is a member of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts and content creators, visit bio.link slash red5. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Welcome to another episode of Wookie Radio. It is the Smugglers 3, Ken, Derek, and myself, Mike. How are you guys doing? I'm doing great. I'm on vacation this week. <laughs> I've spent too much time in the sun. I'm red as a lobster. I've eaten a lot of seafood. Wait, wait, wait. There's sun in Massachusetts? Yeah. <laughs> Every once in a while, yes. <laughs> we get a day or two of it. Or we get, like, I should say, we went on a whale watch today. So fun. Oh, cool. So I'm doing great. I'm retired, though. <laughs> Yeah, going to watch whales, then it makes you really scared to go on a boat. <laughs> Realize how big those things are? Oh, yes. Yeah, when you see them up close, you're like, oh, they're even bigger than I thought. <laughs> yeah, when you realize you're on a big boat, and it's bigger than you. Yeah. <laughs> and if you were to fight, you would lose. Yes. Uh, Luckily, they don't have a whole lot of sharp pointy parts of them. True. True. Depending on the whale. <laughs> For me, uh, interesting week. I actually made my return to playing ice hockey for the first time in 13 years. Are you dumb? (laughs) No, maybe. (laughs) Maybe. You don't bounce. I know this from wrestling. It's like, you don't bounce as well as you used to. I don't bounce as well as I used to. I I drop in, went from 1230 to 145. I hit the ice at 12.42. I left at like one one eighteen. <laughs> I lasted like 20 minutes. <laughs> I'm like, anymore and I'm going to hurt myself. <laughs> I know my limits. <laughs> extra bubble wrap with your padding? <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I did overdo. Um, I, I did overdo wrapping my knees. So they were stiffer, a little less more mobility than I was expecting. I'm like, well, I can't do this again. <laughs> <laughs> it's not something you can fix easily. No. Well, I had like double compression going. I'm like, uh, this is a little too much. <laughs> so, um, so trying to get back up, it was, you know, I, I, you know, I'm playing goal, you know, trying to you know, go down and then try and get back up. It's like, yeah, I'm down. I'm staying down until play heads the other way. <laughs> cool. Plays the other way. Oh God. How am I getting back up? <laughs> You're still staying down. <laughs> Uh, when, when they inter- 
you know, someone went to make a pass and it got intercepted and came back my way. I'm like, yeah, I'm staying down <laughs> and I'm not moving. <laughs> I'm not moving. Um, but no, definitely a lot of, uh, in, in the return, a lot of the lessons learned of what to, what to change the next time. And yeah, it's going to be, uh, it'll be fun. Well, good so, luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm looking forward to slowly building up the endurance and being able to stay out there longer and longer. But man, I was sucking my heart. <laughs> I got yeah. back into the locker room. I probably sat for another 20 minutes, still dressed, going, I want to get undressed. I want to change back to my street clothes. <laughs> I can't change. I just don't want to move. <laughs> I know that feeling sometimes. So, yeah, that was uh, that, that was my life that particular day. <laughs> um but no, it, it was fun. Um, I, I I enjoyed and loved getting back on the ice, but I sucked. <laughs> Even though I did impress myself with some of the saves I made, I still sucked. <laughs> and I was sucking wind hard. But going back on Monday, doing it again. So is this just pickup games or is it? Yeah, uh, it's, it's just pickup. Yeah, it's just okay. pickup. Yeah, I like they they have a uh, there's a one one rink near me that has an over 35 league or 35 plus league, um, which would be great considering I'm about to turn 53 next week. Is there an old farts league for you? That, that's the old farts. That's the old farts league. <laughs> Problem is they play at, uh, the leagues on Wednesday night. So I'm like, yeah, no, I got Wookie radio to record. So, oh, yeah. so um, right now I'm nowhere near ready to get back into to a, to a league of any kind. Drop-in's fine for me. I go on my day off. I'm on my days off. Zoe's in school. Melissa's at work. I go play. I suffer. Drive home. Wait for Zoe to get home from school. Then make dinner. Take her to dance. Monday nights. I'll wait till Zoe gets home and let her start putting the icy hot all over you again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, I can just see in the locker room, Derek, you're gonna love this. I can see Mike is going to be like the old pitchers in uh, major league. Come back to the locker room, the ice everywhere. Ice <laughs> hot here and there. Oh yeah. Uh, actually I do. Uh, I've been doing, or I did, uh, Voltaire and gel on my knees before I went up. Oh yeah. That's good stuff. So I heard of it. It's it, good stuff. It's great for arthritis. Uh, yeah. and, and it's the first, um, prescription grade over the counter ointment ah. for arthritis. Um, I, om- I got to talk to the pharmacist. I almost want to do a mix of it. And, uh, in the past I used to use, um, mineral ice or blue ice Okay, because I really got good results from it. And I don't know if I can mix the two at all, uh, with, with the, um, mineral ice and, Depends on what the active ingredients are and whether or not you're just doubling up on the same thing anyway. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I'm worried about. But I, I'm using the Voltarium because it, 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 is, it is made for, Voltarium is a topical gel. Yeah. And well, it's made for arthritis. The counter, even if you double up on what's already in there, you're not going to be doing much, doing anything, especially on a cream or ointment. You're not going to hurt anything. Uh, the, the only thing with the, with the mineral ice or blue ice is... It, it it's it's a quicker warm up to the knee because of the heat yeah. heat and cooling. It just warms up the knee a little a little faster than you know as I'm doing my stretches. It just gets me there a little quicker. But uh, the Voltaren helped quite a bit. Uh, uh, so yeah. Another thing that might help that I discovered it'd be good Advil two. Uh, it's both ibuprofen and um, acetaminophen in one pill. Yeah, I've I've been taking. I, I took. Well, I've been taking in general, but I I definitely took before I left. Uh, Tylenol with arthritis. Yeah, and that that helps as well. 
Hey, you know what? Um, you know what that Voltaren reminds me of? Star Wars. A Star Wars character name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting back on track. Uh, check out the homepage, WookieRadio.net. On the right-hand side is our affiliates like Bitty Boomers. Use code WeebyGeeks for 15% off your Bitty Boomer needs. I haven't checked. Someone check. Are they doing anything for Ahsoka? I, I haven't checked to see if they announced anything. I haven't uh, seen anything. Um, use code Wookie for 10% off your purchase at Rebel Sabers for all your lightsaber needs. Go to Hanger-58.com code Wookie Radio for 10% off your purchase there of all their great shirts. And they've got some new ones out. Zoe has a, there's a Sabine shirt Zoe really wants. It's uh, from like season one, season two that she, that she really would love to get. Uh, I'm thinking about the Separatist shirt and I don't know if I'm doing um, the blue Rebel Alliance or the blue New Republic. So I kind of like them both. I just, with that one, it's, do I want the pocket logo vibe or do I want the full chest logo with theirs? Use code SMUGGLER3 for all your awesome Star Wars National Park and Park Ranger patches from Red Flag Workshops. That's 25% off there. Great patches. I get compliments all the time at people at work. Oh, where'd you get that at? I tell them. Redflagworkshop.com. I even tell them to use code SMUGGLER3. 25% off. So this isn't sold in the park? Nope. But this is, the discount's almost as good. And I think I hit everything. And I looked at Bitty Boomers. There's nothing for Ahsoka yet. Okay. I'll just talk to Casey. I know what's going on. Although they do have um, Back to the Future now. They have actually a two-pack of Doc and Marty. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> I actually mentioned to Casey that they need to figure out a way of creating a, a charge unit for the Biddy Boomers. And for Doc and Marty, it needs to be the DeLorean. It needs to be the time machine. Yeah. I do and, like and, and have the time machine be a, a speaker as well. Well, all of these, everything they've added, they've added um, X, the X-Men, they've added Wednesday, they got Deadpool, all these cool characters, and they um, added one for the Barbie movie. It's just a cube speaker. Yeah. It's not actually a character, it's just a cube. It's just a cube. <laughs> and it says Barbie on it, it's pink. Uh, supposedly that's a new, I think that's a new speaker line they're coming out with. That They're probably going to do it for all of them. It's just going to be a cube. It looks and like a, any other speaker. It doesn't look like a bitty boomer at all. Yeah. It's just a logo cube. It's just a logo cube, which I would I yeah. would love to see that for for Star Wars and have you know maybe black and red with the Empire or something for the Rebellion, something for the Jedi. You have different cubes, or have or you get two and they look like chance cubes. Yeah, or or, or they're done up to look like chance cubes. That's a thought. Bluetooth chance cubes. <laughs> so speaking of Ahsoka, we are. Well, by the time this show airs, we are days away. Yes. So I'm going to start us off from StarWars.com. These first three are going to come from StarWars.com. These are 10 of Ahsoka's greatest moments to get us all hyped up. Um, I'm going to go in reverse order since they have these numbered. I'm sure they're no particular order of importance, but start from the bottom of the list and work our way up. Uh, number 10, a Mandalorian and a Jedi. This is when we first see Ahsoka meet Din Djarin in, I believe, season that was, cool scene. That was season two of Mandalorian, right? Uh, how many seasons have we had? Three? Yeah, I believe it was season two. Yeah, I think it was season two. Yeah. Um, and of course, her, her big pressing question when going up against the magistrate, where is Grand Admiral Thrawn? So, so the question is, and I think we asked it then, have they, has she and Sabine and everyone not found Ezra and Thrawn yet? Or has he, have they been found and Thrawn happened to be on the run? So I, I don't think she had seen him found them yet, but yeah. Because um, if you look at all the trailers and stuff, the way it's insinuated was um, she's heard he's back, but she's not seen him. Right. 
right? And Ezra is not back at all, as far as we know. As far as we know. So far, that's the best kept secret. Unless he is. um, That's the best kept secret since the whole Ahsoka Lives campaign. Yeah. Well, the other one, uh, I'm I'm assuming, if you watch the trailers, have you seen the shot of um, someone with Luke Skywalker's lightsaber? Yes. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming that's Jason Sindula. Could be. And I'm wondering. I may be wrong, but it, it looks like from since he's holding the that is Luke's lightsaber from the Empire, we're going to finally get the story of where how did that end up at Maz's castle? Yeah. So of course Hera and them would know Maz Kanata. Right. I think that's already been alluded to. So I'm assuming we're going to see her at some point too. Um. There's also. <laughs> but if you remember too, in this last season of Mandalorian, you know they're questioning who is it? Uh, Hux's father, who is a lower grade general and uh they're questioning gideon on where thrawn why yeah. isn't he there and gideon is is making that seem that he's seen thrawn and thrawn's busy with with another part of the plan well i don't know about scene i took that almost as um what you call it they've spoken to thrawn and thrawn's on his way back but he's not here yet is what it appeared looks like okay either way he's I mean, back I don't know about you guys he, the perception is he's back yeah but that leads to like a whole lot of questions of how he got in touch with them and and because he's been gone since the end of the rebels cartoon which yeah. was still during the rise of the empire right and we went to the so he missed the whole rise and rise and rule of the empire and, and he's gonna well, come I don't back know about that i would say there the empire's firmly going when he go because you gotta think the end of rebels cartoon is a new hope yeah yeah, true. But, but yeah. he he's gone. Oh yeah, and he he's gone. Maybe I would say prob- probably into this. Probably uh, the tail end of pro- probably like six seven months before Rogue One officially. Possibly, most likely. See, I'm wondering if, uh, the way they talk about him in Mandalorian. I'm wondering if he's like um, if all of the Grand Admirals are gone. He's the last of the Grand Admirals. So when he shows up, all of a sudden he automatically outranks everyone. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, which would above, be he may be above Moff. Although Moffs are um, generally um, governors, aren't they? Moffs are governors. Moff is a civilian rank, if I remember right. Yes. Technically, Moff is a governor. And is there so a he Moff outrank, grand outrank Moff? Him even? Huh? Isn't there a Moff and a Grand Moff? Yeah. Or is it just Grand Moff? Grand Grand governor or then um, regional or sector governor. Yeah, but like with Tarkin, with him being a Grand Moff, he he was the top Imperial officer. But it was almost like Grand Moff was a, a mix of a military and political position. Yeah, and with yeah. his, we if you watch back in um, Clone Wars, he was a military um, ranked officer also. Yes. He was in the military during the Clone Wars. Well, by the by the time Ahsoka leaves the the order and that whole trial goes on, he's an admiral. But when we first see him in the series, he's not an admiral yet. He he climbed quick. Yeah. Oh wait, no, 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 that's the way it was. No, Moff is uh, I think um it's like a military rank, but it's different than uh, in the actual order of officers because he's also Governor Tarkin because he was governor of his system. If you read the gov- the Tarkin book, okay. right, Grand Moff even. Uh, not officer or governor anymore. It's one of those honorary titles that you always get to keep. Like the president is always referred to as Mr. President, whether or not he's actually the guy in charge. Grand Moff was a military and political title in the hierarchy of the Galactic Empire. Grand Moffs were governors of oversectors, um, but were also uh, military as well. That's according to our Grand Admiral is even up rank with that. It's just uh, everybody's afraid of Tark or of um, Thrawn because they know who he is. Could be uh, other Imperial officers who became 
Grand Moffs outside of Tartan include Rand, Lozen, Tolrook, and Valco Pandian. Rand served as Grand Moff of the Exterior in the Outer Rim Territories. Tolrook served as Grand Moff of Kashyyyk and... Pandian was a moth who proclaimed himself a grand moth following the death of the Emperor Palpatine and the destruction of the seventh, uh, second Death Star. So do we, wait, do we see Falco in Mandalorian? That may be from books and comics. That's what I'm checking. Appearances. Uh, Alphabet. He was mentioned only in Alphabet Squadron. First appearance in Aftermath. Mentioned in Shadowfall. And then uh, Aftermath Life Debt. Mentioned only. Okay. So uh, the, you know, the Chuck Wendick. The Chuck Wendick films. Yeah. Or stories. So uh, number nine. At the end, it's kind of a cool story. Yeah. Uh, number nine. Twilight of the Apprentice. Yeah. That was cool. This is uh, the battle at the Sith, Sith Temple on Malachor. So this is when, uh, well, I, I guess at this point in time, Obi-Wan and Vader have already faced each other. Yep. So that, this takes place right after that, shortly after that. This was during Rebels, right? Yep. Yeah. So this is well after the um, Obi-Wan and like yep. at least five, six years after. About four years. Yeah. Yeah. About, about four four to five years after. Ezra's still younger, right? No. This this battle is season two. He, he's already, sure? yeah. It's, a, it's season two because we're still dealing with the Inquisitors. Yeah, and I'm going to bring up Disney Plus and see where we're at here. Season one and two were more the Inquisitors. Three and four dealt more with uh, Mandalorians and the Darksaber and the Thrawn. Thrawn's introduced in season three, if I remember correctly. But she does yeah, this. That's, that's the two-parter at the end of the um, second season. But she does the same thing. Obi-Wan did. Damaged his helmet. There's a trend here. <laughs> yeah. He checked every part of himself except for his helmet. I was just thinking, how many helmets do you think he's going through? Quite a bit. Uh, number eight, life is fulcrum. I think we talked about this when, when we were first talking about Rebels. When they were just describing fulcrum, or we kept hearing fulcrum's voice. I kept, I swear, I kept thinking then, I think that's Ashley Eckstein, and I think that's Ahsoka. Yeah. Because I, I, even though it was very, very disguised, I was hearing certain, I was, well, the audio engineer in me, I, I was hearing certain things through the processing. It's like, that sounds so much like Ashley. Luckily, there's only two or three scenes that they actually had the voice of, um, actually even less than that. I think there's only like two scenes that, um, that you hear the voice of Fulcrum before you actually meet her. Yeah. They talk about her for the last five, four or five episodes of the season, but they don't wait long before they actually introduce her. It felt like a long time to us because it, we introduced basically in the middle of the season or just past the middle right. of the season. But there's still only five or six episodes that she's mentioned in. But the first they couple times, first couple times, I I knew it was her. Mm-hmm. I, well, even with we, all the processing, I I was able yeah. to figure out it was her. Well, I was shocked. I told you guys before the show. I don't think we said, talked about it on air. I'm trying to watch through Rebels before we get to Ahsoka, and I'm a one and a half seasons in. <laughs> Yeah. I was shocked at how fast season two um, starts introducing everybody. Oh, yeah. early because it's got four seasons, but um, Ahsoka's brought in at the end of season one, and every episode it seems like for season two has uh, one of the characters that's uh, integral to the rest of the um, se- or the rest of the um, show. Hang on right. half a second. Can- well, it, it's almost introducing characters that are are leading up to Rogue One. Yeah. So it was almost like they were waiting for the green light that they were going to be extended into a second season. Season and still not knowing whether there's going to be a third season or not. Let, let's start putting characters in that have ties to the rebellion. Let's get them in now. That's going to be 
be rough knowing you have all these stories you want to do and not knowing if you're going to get the chance to do them or not. Yeah. yeah. Well, season two, I told you how fast it started to go. Um, the first two episodes are the Siege of Lothal, which was basically finishes up from the first season. Uh, episode three and four, they bring in the clone command, the clone commanders. Episode five introduces the two, the fifth brother or um, seventh sister and the fifth brother. Yep. The two inquisitors. Yep. Then you get Hondo in episode six. Um, you get the B wing in episode seven. Yeah. Uh, you get um, Sabine's partner. Um, oh, I don't remember her name. The other Mandalorian. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, but she's used in the rest of the season or seasons. She's in um, number seven. It's like every episode adds someone new. It, it, and when you get to the end, all of those characters are in it. Well, Lando, he was what? Season one or season two? I believe he was season one, it looks like. Hang on, let me find where the puffer pigs are. You were what? You had watched season one already, so you would know. Yeah, I'm trying to remember which one it was. Yeah, it was episode um, episode 11 on season one of 15. Uh, uh, so it was the end of season one. But it's like, yeah, Dave Filoni did not wait to start introducing people. Uh, He's like, you know what? I'm adding my characters in here. Yep. Uh, number seven, Under Siege. With Mandalore under attack, Ahsoka enters the fray of battle once more, showing incredible heroics, especially diving through the skies above the planet, as well as during her thrilling duel with the resurrected Maul. Mm-hmm. That was, that was a good episode. Uh, this I just watched because I definitely wanted to catch this. To me, I thought this was vital. These four episodes were vital before watching Ahsoka. Um, a Jedi no more. This is when she's being persecuted. Yeah, right. And this is where I see her um, kind of understanding maybe some of the teachings or some of the preachings of Dooku at this point and kind of understanding where Barris is coming from. Yeah. But still is not going as deep as, as Barris is going. But you know, definitely we see how you know, as Plo Koon pretty much left her out to dry and, you know, and her feelings of Anakin didn't help as much as possible. That, you know, the Jedi Order just, you know, here, here's a group that's supposed to be fighting for justice and peace. And they kick her out so she could face trial, basically showing they have no support for her and they feel she's already guilty before she, she goes to trial. Right. Instead of investigating properly the way they should have. So uh, looking, you know, going back and, and rewatching that, especially with all the information we've gotten from like Tales of the Jedi and you know, the different books. It, it definitely does she have more values similar to a separatist now i think so um i mean she still very heavily leans the way of the jedi but if we were going to have the epitome of a great of a quote-unquote great jedi right now it's ahsoka yeah she's saying she and the bendu could have a lo- uh, some good long talks oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> Um, so yeah, I really l- loved rewatching that story arc again. Uh, number five, training the Ondarian rebels. Hmm. This is when she is assisting siblings, Stella and Saw Herrera. Mm-hmm. So, uh, number four, strange occurrences on Mortis. These, these episodes are still discussed by people all over the place trying to figure out exactly what was going on there. Cause this was the, this was basically, um, Star Wars on acid. <laughs> yeah. With the father, the son, and the daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is this is when um this isn't this when we when Obi Wan has the, the, the dream sequence about Qui Gon one of the first times? I think so. Yeah, this, this was a, I'll have to go back and watch this this story arc because I remember it being pretty wild. 
Yeah. The cool thing with this one was also, um, I, I love the fact that as far as I can tell, they've never actually tried to go back and, um, cause like when people ask in panels and stuff, they, they will explain some stuff. I don't think anybody's ever gone back to explain exactly what was going on here. They've left it hundred percent open to interpretation. Yeah. I don't even <laughs> think they've gone back and touched it in the books either. <laughs> It's like, it, it means all of that meant exactly what you think it means. <laughs> well, I think the only time we've gone back and touched on it is when, uh, when we go through the wormhole and Ezra manipulates the drawings to activate the, that time, the time portals. Yeah, I think, yeah. Possibly, yeah. So, uh, number three, Infected. I believe this episode came either, is the episode after or two episodes after Zoe's episode of the episode that aired when she was born. Because this is from that story arc. Story arc. Mm. And I think this is when um, we, we start to see the, the decline in, in Barris, actually. Because uh, she gets infected by the deadly Geonosum brainworm. Or brainworm. And, and I, I think it embedded itself so so much that it left part of itself behind to Barris and, and, or really opened Barris's eyes to, to the, the fate we eventually see Barris go, go into at the end of season five. Yeah. So, which a lot of people are, are going, hope we see Barris in Ahsoka. I kind of almost want hope we do too. Because we, um, we don't see her in Revenge of the Sith. I remember correct. We don't see her in Revenge of the Sith. I think if she made it that far, Order 66 would have taken her out. I think she would have turned by then. So you think she's an Inquisitor? Or working, or if not an Inquisitor, still working with, with Anakin. That may actually be the Inquisitor that we see. No, because they've given that Inquisitor a name. That uh, yeah, but all the Inquisitors have new names and stuff. That could yeah, that could be a new name. Uh, you think she? You think she renamed herself? Well, what name awesome. did they give that Inquisitor? Uh, tell you what, tell you what, that leads to a different story. The character posters. I am checking to see if there is a name for. Where's the magistrate? Oh, they don't have have it there. Uh, no, it's probably in this one here. The plot twists and stuff. Hey, by the way, Ahsoka.com. It's failed. <laughs> Found it by mistake. Uh, the TV series. Yeah, cast and character. And, um, Marok. Yes, Marok. M-A-R-R-O-K. That's weird because the um, Inquisitors usually don't have names. But then again, Reba did. Well, we also don't know who, um, what Inquisitor title she has. We just know she's, or the character is known as Marok. Does it, does it say who, who Marok's played by? So that could be another hit. Um, let me see. I don't, I don't see, I don't see the character listed in, in IMDb and they don't show, they don't show up on. See, I'm perfectly staying either. away from my moment. Uh, I but can tell you right now, there, there's not, there, there's, there's not much there. Yeah. I don't know. It says Merrick is played by Paul Darnell. That's not Barris. Well, it could be no. a stuntman in it. Yeah, it could be. Could be a stuntman. I don't know. We'll have to find out. I'm kind of hoping Barris is a, a surprise and that we do get a cameo with her. And going to IMDb, I saw something I, I don't want to. I'm not going to bring that part or mention. You learn spoilers that you don't want to learn about. Yeah. I didn't see anything. I don't want to know. I, I'm not going to say I, a word. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna, I want seeing what I saw. It disproves a, a, a theory that Filoni has backed up. 
and I want to see how they wreck on it. Don't believe Dave Filoni. I don't care. He has straight up lied to people. Oh, I know. I've been in the room when he's done it. I've been in the room when he's done it. There and lie to your face and then laugh at you when you um when it changes. <laughs> I've been in the room when he's done it twice. The dude's a master of that stuff. Seeing when when Eric and I were at celebration and we got invited to the rebels pan, rebels panel he came out wearing a shirt that said ahsoka lives exclamation point or started off ahsoka lives question mark came back out after we were previewed the first episode of season four with ahsoka lives exclamation point and everyone's like she lives she lives we go to the to the press press conference for rebels the press q a and he's back in the shirt that says ahsoka lives question mark yep like and he's having a blast Oh, yeah. He was smiling the whole time. Uh, number two, enter Snips. This goes back to the 2008 theatrical movie. But you go back now and you watch that movie and it, it was it was rough a little bit. I mean, it's not bad as the part episodes of the show. Yeah, but as a movie the film, it's kind of rough. It, it was never meant for theatrical release. No, and it shouldn't have been. The episodes were originally, I mean, you could tell they were meant for the small screen. And then when they came out with the idea, you know, let's release this as a movie. And that's why I didn't go see it when it came out. It's, it's the only it's the only Star Wars film I didn't go see in the theater. Had I known at the time what it would become. Yeah, I, I regret it. But I could I could still honestly pass the red face to red face test and say I've seen every Star Wars live action film in the theater. Yeah. So to me, those are the Star Wars movies. This was the TV show that just got a special release, theatrical, yeah. special theatrical release. I mean, they, I they did <laughs> they did the same thing for the Inhumans show, and we all saw how that went. Uh, but it also goes back to you know around the time of. When Star Wars came out, Battlestar Galactica and Buck Rogers were first introduced as mm. the first two episodes were released as as movies, right? Well, they were. To to garner garner uh, an audience. That's why Battlestar's um, first two episodes that go together are such a big like the production value is so much higher than the regular yep. show was. <laughs> yep. Say, look at look at your opening title for the first two episodes of Buck Rogers. I can I can um. I can see doing like a TV movie for the first episode of a show, but I always think it's kind of a mistake to do like a theatrical release of something that's just going to be on TV. Well, you gotta go. You gotta go back and think though. The '66 Batman with Adam West. That movie, Batman the movie, was done to introduce the series in Europe, as yeah, it was yeah. being just getting ready to be distributed to Europe. But they turned but, it into a worldwide film. But here in America, we had already they had already you, seen. We already had two seasons. Right. So that's that's kind of different. Yeah. I just I never got the. I mean, I get the idea of you trying to garner interest in the show but it just i don't know it just seems like yeah it's it's odd yeah yeah like a bad idea to release a a a new show as a in a in a theatrical release it just i don't know i i think it worked for battlestar Mm -hmm. until they decided to do galactica 1980 Which, no. <laughs> That's just because they wanted to try something else because Battlestar itself um, really flopped. Yeah. yeah. But to me, I don't think it worked with Buck Rogers. They should have just gone straight to TV with it. Forget the movie. Yeah, yeah. definitely, yeah. 
So, uh, number one, this comes right from the very first episode of Star Wars Tales of the Jedi, The Child in the Force, which I think of the, the three Ahsoka episodes, going that far back was odd for me. Yeah. I, I, I would rather, uh, let, let's pick up near the end of that episode and have Plo Koon show up to take her to the temple. Yeah, that would, I would love to have seen that. Instead. That's what, that's what I was waiting for, for that episode. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. When when the shaman says, "Ah, Ahsoka is Jedi." Cool. And it's like, yeah. Well, we all know that. <laughs> that should have been the climax of the episode, and then it finishes off the, the last few minutes of Plo Koon showing up and taking taking her from from the planet from her family. Yeah, I agree. That's what I hope to see. Yeah. So um, now here are the ten essential Ahsoka Tano episodes again i'm going to go from bottom up number 10 the jedi from the mandalorian which is her first appearance live action and i love how we 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 see some scarring a little bit on her head tails too yeah from, she's been through some stuff she's been through some stuff uh number nine twilight of the apprentice from star wars rebels huh, and it's funny are kind of familiar <laughs> yeah I was just and, and, and it's it's funny uh the the, the write-up on this Ahsoka lives? The question lingered on everyone's minds and even showed up on showrunner Dave Filoni's shirt during a Star Wars celebration panel in Orlando in 2017. <laughs> we just talked about that. Um, allegedly. No, we did just talk about it. We just, just talked about it. <laughs> no, allegedly about it. Um, well, we only have Mike's word for it, so. Uh, That's true. We, we could get Eric involved in this, too. <laughs> he was there. Uh, number eight, the Siege of Mandalore arc from Star Wars The Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Season seven. Sure. Yep. Great, great way of ending Ahsoka's time in the Clone Wars. Yeah. <clears throat> Great redemption from uh, from the next item on the list, the wrong Jedi from Star Wars Clone Wars season five finale. Now where she walks away and then here here she is. She's, she's being brought back. Anakin's trying to get her to, to rejoin. She's like, no, I'll help you out, but no, I'm done. <laughs> Not coming back. If we paid paid attention when she helps Dinjarin take Grogu to Luke and she's there where Luke's building the new temple, she still hasn't rejoined the order, even though it's she has. She would be instrumental in reshaping the order. And the fact that she'd be more qualified to train the Jedi than Luke is. But she still didn't rejoin. She stayed committed to. I'm gone. I'm. I'm leaving. And I'm staying gone. Right. Uh, number six. Leave me alone. What's that? I'm out. Leave me alone. Yep. Uh, number six. <laughs> George Lucas. Oh wait. Had <laughs> one lost from the Clone Wars. This is uh, when I believe she runs into Chewbacca for the first time. She's abducted during a battle and hunted for Trandoshian sport. Number five, Altar of Mortis, which is good. I feel like we just talked about all of this. Yeah. Uh, this is this is the episode where we see a glimpse of Ahsoka that's consumed by darkness, but we see it. But we see a, eventually a, a, what could be led as a foreshadowing of the battle between her and Vader. Oh yeah. Uh, number four. Money had that in his back pocket that he wanted to do a um, showdown between Vader and Soka. Probably, I wouldn't doubt it. Uh, number four, heroes on both sides. Uh, again, from Clone Wars. Although Ahsoka mo- owes much to her master, her friendship with Padme and the values instilled by the Senator are also crucial to who she becomes. Uh, on a secret mission to meet with the Bonteri family on a, on a separatist world. Soka begins to learn about the nuances of the conflict unfolding around her. Ah, yes. 
the nuances. Very important. I I guess I'll bring up the question. If potentially Dooku has survived, would he have potentially gone at, do you think he would have potentially gone after Ahsoka to become an apprentice since since she's starting to understand his values and, and views of what's happening in the in the galaxy. I don't know. Possibly. And, and would and would they both be the type of characters of what we're going to be seeing with the two force uh, the two former Jedi in Ahsoka, which I, I'm still wanting to know how they're going to be labeled because they're not Sith. They probably won't label them at all. They'll just leave it open. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But could could have could have Dooku and Ahsoka on that same path? I don't think Ahsoka would have ever um, signed up with Dooku, even if it was to to change, not necessarily overthrow the government, but heavily pers- do persuasion to to have a rebellion up against the Republic, which she's kind of involved with. I don't think I think her intention when she left was to totally get out of politics in general. She wasn't going to do a, sorry any rebellions or anything else. She just she she's tired of it. She's done. She's out. I think that was her intention. Yeah, I agree with you on that, but I but I also could see uh, I could see Dooku convincing her, or at least trying to, or at least trying, trying to. to. Yeah. yeah, and I could see her being susceptible to it because you know Dooku's the one who saw the because he was trying to convince Obi Wan the Jedi Order is not what you think it is. Yeah, and there must have been a time, especially right after she left, where she might have been a little lost. Yeah, but Dooku, I don't think Dooku was truly, truly Sith either. Because he, I mean, yes, he took on a Sith name and took on apprenticeship to Sidious. But even then, he still wasn't completely loyal to Sidious. How do you think he would have felt about the Empire once it finally took power and, and, and Palpatine and everything? I, well, we kind of already know how that is because he, he alludes to it in his monologue with Obi-Wan. But the Republic, he just doesn't realize the Republic, what he's describing as, as the current Republic is what eventually turns into the Empire. Mm, but he, yeah. he calls out Palpatine big time, not realizing Palpatine is Sidious. Right. Yeah, I don't think he actually, Palpatine ever told him what the full plan was. Yeah, I don't think so either. No. But then so, again... For all we know, Palpatine didn't know where the full plan would go. He might have, but 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 also too, if you really think about it, it's not until Revenge of the Sith when when Palpatine really starts to go toward in, into his Emperor tone does Dooku realize, holy crap, the Chancellor is is a Sith Lord, mm-hmm. and almost seems like he's he's trying to figure out how to warn Anakin before he dies of you got bigger problems than me. (laughs) I think he knew he knew who Palpatine was. I I don't think he knew until right right before he was was killed. He he may have had suspicions, but I I don't think anything was confirmed until right right before. I don't know. Like I said, because with I mean, I'm not saying together. I don't know how he could have missed it. That, that's the thing. Look at Yoda and, and uh, Mace. Supposedly, they never the, met the Sith Lord. Dooku met both and were, was close to both. <laughs> but you would think with the way they felt the Sith energy with Dooku and with Maul, they would have felt it around the Emperor. The Emperor was good at hiding. Yeah. Camouflaging it at that time. So, yeah, because because 
Palpatine's on a whole different level. Yeah. So I, I think I think Dooku has suspicions, but he didn't know. Well, Mace has never dealt with those Sith Lord. Yoda may have come encounter with them, so Mace technically really wouldn't know what a Sith Lord would feel like. No, but Obi Wan would have because he experienced it with Maul. Possibly. So right now, the only well, two technically who would know would be Obi Wan and and Yoda. Well, you got to think also um, with Maul. Maul was always one hundred percent of the time seething anger. That's just who he was. Yes. Yeah. So that's kind of hard to hide that. If um, Palpatine was not using the anger, was not using the dark side, it could just sit back dormant almost, and you wouldn't even know. Right. Yeah. But if you look back at the prequels, he was using the dark side quite a bit. But not while he was Palpatine. He treated him as two totally separate characters. Exactly. Yeah. So when, when he put on the robe and he was Sidious, he let it all out. That, but that, as Palpatine, he'd have to pull it back in and hide it and, and disguise it. That's Even what Sidious, though, if you watch when he's walking around to Sidious, he's not seething anger. No, exactly. Yeah. That's why I think Dooku has suspicions, but didn't know until, until the, the final tale was given right before he was killed. Well, he knew the Sith Lord was running the Senate, which means that the guy running the Senate is Palpatine. He tells Obi-Wan that, that the Sith Lord is running the Senate. He's in charge of the Senate. Mm. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah. So that, for all intents and purposes, that said, he's telling Obi-Wan, hey, the <laughs> Chancellor of the Republic is the Dar- Sith Lord. Yeah. Uh, number two, Storm over Ryloth. I mean, how it's something else here, actually. <laughs> yeah, there, but no, it was a great discussion. Uh, and then, of course, go back to, they say number one is life and death. Star Wars, Tales of the Jedi. I disagree. Yeah. Well, when I was watching Tales of the Jedi originally, it's like, this was actually the, um, my least favorite of all the episodes. Yeah. I think we all agree on that. <laughs> I, I think the second Ahsoka episode is more essential than, than this one. Yeah. Yeah, because there's nothing in this one that really advances her story, other than this is where she came from. But it doesn't really advance her character at all. What What would have justified putting this in a one spot or on this list? Plocoon. Yeah. Maybe, but I think if if he was in here, it would have been a matter of just him walking in, grab or picking her up and leaving. And that really wouldn't have, still wouldn't have done given us anything we didn't already know. Yeah, yeah, you have a good point. Depends on depends on how the family reacted when the, when he shows up representing the order to actually take her. It's been a minute since I watched this, but if I remember it, didn't they call the Jedi? The shaman does. Yeah, but it still doesn't mean there was protest <laughs> from the family. Can I imagine that phone call. Hey, uh, <laughs> got a live one for you. Send someone down. We got one well, here. <laughs> we've seen at least two um, two Jedi Jerutans before, at least. So it's not like it was something they had never done, never had happened before. Right. No. Yeah. Right. Oh, the the other one we knew of was Shock T. Yeah. So, um, being a Disney Plus subscriber is going to get us all special access to Star Wars Ahsoka merch on Shop Disney starting August twenty third. So, if you have um, if you have a subscription to Disney Plus, uh, there's going to be a a link or a QR code that you use to scan your phone. They'll take you to the storefront to the special section, which you can only access by big, because your Disney plus account should be the same account that you use for shop Disney, which you would use for the part, my Disney world or my Disneyland parks app or the play Disney app, anything within the Walt Disney company. They've tried to get everyone to be your account, use the same account to get you on everything. Yeah. Hulu. If I remember, it's either book of Obi Obi one or Mandalorian, one of those they did this with also. Yes. Actually, here, let me see. Um, Extra 
Tails. Not that one. But Zoe saw a uh, a shirt that they had. It's like a, a long sleeve shirt that she says she liked. It's got the fulcrum. It's like a cream color shirt, but fulcrum logo. And then it's more white and blue. Uh, that has more of the head tail look on the sleeves. And I'm trying to see if no, there's no other pictures. So we have that to look forward to on Wednesday. Uh, I'm going to, well, we'll touch on this quickly. Star Wars, big plot twists and cameos we might see in Ahsoka. So this is pure speculation. This is, and I think some of this is all stuff we've touched on as well. The time travel. Are we going to go back to the, to that wormhole or the, or to the other, you know? I don't think we're going to get full time travel. I think it's going to be flashbacks or her memories of, uh, right. yeah. Because you do see in the um, you see in the trailers, uh, Anakin and Ahsoka talking about, or in the featurettes that we just talked that I talked about before the show, you see Anakin and her talking. Right. Well, there there is a training room that Anakin and Obi Wan were in in Obi Wan. Well, there's been talk too that we may see Kanan uh, quote unquote return in the series as uh, the Lone Wolf or the Loath Wolf, <laughs> which we kind of see uh, near. You know, in that episode after he dies. See, I'd rather see him as a blue glowy cannon. Yeah. Um, potentially Ashley Eckstein in a new character. I'm assuming I, she will be there somewhere. I would hope so. I would like I would like to see that. Even though she has been per you know, has come out and says she's been perfectly fine with Rosario Dawson as the live action. Yeah. She still- she needs to have an she needs to have a live action character yeah. of herself. It's like what they did with the Last of Us show series, um, where they had a bunch of the voice artists from the game were in the, sh- in the series as different characters, cameos as different characters. It was really cool. Matt, Matt Lanter did in, uh, Matthew Lanter did in uh, Mandalorian. Yeah. See, that that's something I would like to see, possibly. Bring in James Lauren Taylor, Ashley Eckstein, and Matt Lanter together in a scene doing something. Yeah. Yeah. Even if it's like they're she's walking through a cantina and he's they're sitting at some bar stools. Yeah, it doesn't have to be anything like I, major. One of those things a really Star cool cameo. Recognize them would recognize the scene. Yeah. I I would love to have Ashley in a scene where she walks up to Ahsoka, up to Rosario Dawson, and goes and, and drops the nickname Snips. <laughs> hey Snips, what's going on? They're, that's almost too meta. They were they're not going to pull off something like that. That's not going to get approved even. Even if Dave yeah. wanted to do it, I don't think they would approve that. It's too on the nose. Dave's the one that's got to approve it. He would do it. I can see I him know. doing it. I don't know who else would who would actually know that name. Other people who who you know if they have her as a potentially another Jedi, it's on the run that would have been around. Oh, you're thinking of a, of her as a Jedi, as a former Jedi. Yeah, I was just thinking of her as. I don't know something. No, if she if she's not playing a former Jedi character, then no, I don't I don't want to see the snips snips line used at all. Okay, yeah. that makes more sense. So I uh, almost don't see her as a Jedi in general. I don't want to see uh, too many more Jedi because it you start yeah. making it look like there's too many, and all of a sudden, oh, wait, seven thousand Jedi survived? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I agree. <laughs> I don't want it to makes see it that. less special that they, for the ones that did survive. Yeah, uh, this next one, people are going. Even if it's just in a flashback, Freddie Prince Jr. as Kanan. Yeah, I could see that. I wouldn't mind seeing in, that. that in is, a, in as a like flashback or something. In a flashback, yeah. Or like it, again, see Blue Chloe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Thrawn rising. Oh, we know Thrawn's coming back. So. Well, yeah. How, 
how is this a cameo? He's cast. We know this. Uh, crossover cameos. Uh, confirmed cameos in Ahsoka include Aiden Christensen as Anakin. Yeah. Demira Morrison as Rex. Mm-hmm. What? That's confirmed? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, which blows the fan theory of Rex at Battle of Endor. Because <laughs> now you're going to have two different looks. He gained a lot oh, of weight then in a couple couple of years. Yeah. Hey, that's possible. He lost it and then regained it. That's also possible. <laughs> uh, David Tennant as droid lightsaber builder Hu Yang, which I believe he did, the, there. he already did the voice of. Well, he's on, um, yeah, he was the voice yeah, yeah, yeah. in the... Uh, Way back in the day, but they, he's in the trailers. Right. Confirmed cameos is how I started oh, okay. this off. <laughs> I'm sitting there like, wait a minute. <laughs> and Gen- Genevieve O'Reilly as Mon Mothma. I would expect that, yeah. Possible other cameos. So not confirmed and possible. <laughs> well, some of these I could, are, are no brainers. Uh, Katie Sackhoff as Okatan. Sure. Uh, Din Jaren and Grogu from Mandalorian. And of course, Mark Hamill's Luke Skywalker. I can see all of those happening. Yeah. Yeah. So um, now I'm going to wrap us up with this quick story. It's not Ahsoka based. Uh oh. Ahmed Best inspired his costume in The Mandalorian. Uh, he talks about, uh, oh, where's his quote? Uh, he talks about his, his, um, the Jedi Master Kaloran Beck. Uh, the character originally just debuted in the Jedi Challenge in 2020, uh, returned in a flashback, in which we see him rescuing Grogu. Favreau used Jewish temples and the scroll work on the Shaws worn by head red bots as examples when working the, the trope. Uh, or working with Trippic, who is the Shauna Trippic, who's the costume designer. Uh, she says, that was my takeaway. What set him apart was different scroll work. I sketched some out for him, looked at other Jedi to see what their different leather pieces were. Uh, she added of best tattoos. He had all the glorious art. Once he got into the story of it, I did my own research. We incorporated an Afro-futuristic version of that tattoo into his Jedi robes, which completed his story of redemption from his own walk of own walk in life. I got to reinvent a Jedi robe. And I think it's cool, too, because Bex, is all, his, his robes are almost a nod, a modern nod back to the High Republic era of the Jedi as yeah. well, looking, how, looking at how ornate their robes were. So, um, yeah, so his tattoos helped ins- inspire some of the, uh, the scroll work that went into his robes, which I, I really did love his, his outfit and kind of wish we saw more of that. It's almost like we would be seeing another sect in, in the Jedi Order with having the scroll work. Mm-hmm. It's like almost those that are uh, keeping an homage to the to the order before, uh, to the High Republic. Yeah, check this out. This is actually a pretty good picture of it. I dropped it in the chat. I didn't even notice it until just now when they were talking about it. Oh, yeah. The only other person that I remember that had any type of look like this is uh, Jocasta New in her in her outfit. She she has some some markup if I remember right. I could be wrong. I remember if she did or not? I could I could be wrong. So uh, final thoughts, gentlemen. Can't wait till this, to see the series next week. Yeah, it's all, it's less than a week away. This is awesome. Or as this episode is airing this coming week. Yes, here we go. Uh, this is on her obies. This is Shakasta New and her opes have the look. Oh yeah. Which I I really love that look too. So 
Um, well, if that's all we got for, for this week, we're all excited for, for Ahsoka. Um, Zoe is super excited for sure. I mean, she's counting. I was able to trick her last week. <laughs> like, uh, what was it? Maybe it was Monday. Maybe it was this Monday. Like, it was either this week or last week. No, it was last, it was last Wednesday. Yeah, um, telling us about it. Yeah. She turned it on. I'm like, look, they dropped Ahsoka early and she fell for it. Yes. If I wasn't so excited for it, I wouldn't have fallen for it. Like, well, that just lets me know you're excited. So, um, on that note. Gentlemen, sounds like there's only one thing left to be said. Give the evacuation code signal. All right, cut the chatter. Jinx, I can hold it. Pull up! No, I'm all right. I have placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2. Oh, <laughs> my